Where's Gav? Yeah, where's Gav, Jez? It just sent a direct message that it, it couldn't make it. Will we manage without him? And I didn't know if Dooch was coming on, but I said we would anyway. There's Dooch here. He's, he was more than enough. I don't know why. Right. He was mad keen right. yesterday as well. Yeah, he might have a date. <laughs> Cut that, Jez, because that's ridiculous. You lose all your credibility coming out with nonsense like that. Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grace Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Hello everyone and welcome to the Housecast Cricket Club's podcast, which is run by volunteers for volunteers to have a good time and a good life. It's going down a storm. People are loving the updates from the players and, and from, from us people who are trying to bring it to you about how the games have gone over the last few weeks. So without further ado, we'll go to my own booker, my best friend, Joe Martin. How's it going, Joe? <laughs> I'm very well, thanks, Jez. How are you? Yeah, good thanks. Yeah, I will say, yeah. say how are you? We had a, we've had two very long chats these past two days, so I know how you are. Yeah, we did very eleven laps around the ground yesterday. It, it just it felt like eleven. It, it felt like eleven afterwards, just catching up, putting everything, uh, putting the world to right. No, but it was good to get to have a catch up there, Joe. I mean, the game didn't go as we as we'd have liked, but Salavi and we got a decent game. Came in yesterday. Yeah, so, uh, it was. It wasn't a bad. So is it, how are you going? Are you? Uh, are you keeping all right though? Away from cricket, everything okay? Yeah, fine. Just busy, busy at work, but we're all right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We've also got one of our original co-hosts on. We've got Joe Benaducci. Hey, Joe, you okay? Just great. That's good. That's good. We had, we had caught up this weekend, but we had a, a bit of a catch up the weekend before, I think. Um, have you watched much cricket over the last couple of weeks? We're going to talk about. Yeah, I've watched it all. Uh, I've watched every first team game, uh, barring yesterday's uh, loss to Todd. I went to watch the seconds. Uh, cap, second team captain gave me a bit of a dig because I've not been over to watch uh, any of their games, so I went over there yesterday. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. That's good. That's great. Thanks, Joe. That's uh, good to get. And input for browsing, working from scorecards or you know the live strings and play cricket. So we're going to talk through. We've got probably four or five games conversation as how we're going to improve or what was good, what was bad. But before we go there, we've got the second team captain on with us this evening. We're going to talk through the second team season, how it's been from from start to where we are now. So just uh, welcome once again onto the show, Matt O'Pyer. Matt, how's it going? Yeah, very good, thank you, Jess. Yeah, all good. That's good. You know, I know obviously because we chat a lot about it. How's the season gone? You know, when you decided to carry on with the captaincy and the, you know the playing staff that you've got in, how's it gone? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's gone quite well. We've uh, we've had a fairly strong start to the season. Um, I think we can still get better, uh, but overall, I think everyone's contributed in 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 games. Uh, People, are, uh, some new lads have come in and, and contributed a lot, and, and one in particular, Det Metcalf, has took it, took to it like a like he's been playing in it for years. And we've had another couple of other young lads come through and who haven't looked out of place. So, 
But no, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's been, uh, it's been, we've had a couple of um, off days, but uh, nothing ridiculously bad. Just a few uh, few moments where we haven't been as good as what we could be. But overall, no, I'm fairly pleased with how we started, really. Oh, that, that's good. That's great. Uh, as I was saying, before me, connection wasn't uh, wasn't the best. You you were running an hour in, you know. You know, it's no secret. You're fifty this year, and you've obviously played so much cricket over the last thirty odd years down at the cricket club, and you weren't sure whether you wanted. To. And um, especially with getting promoted, you know, in that top league. You, any regrets about carrying carrying on? And also, what do you make of the the promotion in the league? I, I, I've I've no I've no regrets in, in carry on. Uh, at all, it, it's getting harder, and it's harder than it was last year. From from my own personal point of view, with regards to to my body, basically, uh, and how it's, it's to recover. Um, but this is the second year that we've been in the the, the, uh, the top division, um, and from what I, I can see, it's just getting it's just getting stronger and stronger. Um, it, it's it's a decent standard of cricket. When I say decent, I mean like for. Compared to the first team, it's not the same, but it's a good standard of cricket, uh, and we're and we're, we're holding us all and, and doing better than all holding us all to be fair. So no, I, I, I've certainly no regrets in, in carrying on. It's a bit harder, but um, we had a bit of a bit of a chat after the game yesterday, where we had one of those days where we had a 10, 15 over period where we didn't, 15, 20 over period where we just didn't perform at all. Uh, yeah. Uh, or perform to our ability. No, no individuals, just generally as 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 a collective. Um, for a bit of a chat yesterday, and it, it does. That. And I'm still doing it for. Obviously, we want to win. We want to progress as far as we can in the cup, as well as we can in the league. But as I was saying to yesterday, I said the, the best thing that they did is seeing Henry Cotton playing his first team on merit. George Durkin making his debut. Sim again in 15, uh, 2020 last year. That's what I'm, that's what I do it for, uh, not to try and go and win leagues and cups with, with, with the second team because it's predominantly about making players ready for the first team and getting there on merit rather than like it had been 10, 15 years ago. You got in because four people can play, uh, so that's that's yeah. what I, that's what I enjoy about it, and that's what really made me carry on for another year because I knew we were all the lads we had last year were all a year older. They not. 15, 16 now, they're all like 16, 17, 18. So this is now when they should be pushing and putting pressure on people in the first team. So, no, it's been good. It's been a decent start. No, that's an old credit, Mark, for you know for, for the way you've described that and pushing those young lads through and giving them a massive amount of experience. And they're also getting older. You know, we've got, we all think Henry's still 12 and, you know, and Sharpie and people like that. They're all still young kids. They are coming to the age now where, you know, they, they are becoming established players in the seconds or pushing for the first team. Joe Martin, what, you know, these players have come through your um, your your coaching regime, etc. cetera. Um, you know, it, do you agree with Matt there or... Is it more about let's start winning trophies in the seconds and things will develop themselves? Uh, I, no, I agree with Matt. Uh, the, the idea of the second team, and I don't think it's like this across all all clubs, but I think at Lower House, the idea for the second team is to give them the experience that will make them good players when they eventually get into the into the first team. And under Matt's uh, tutelage, I think that they're kind of seeing the benefits of having an experienced captain um, leading them. Um, 
but at the same time, it's it's you know Matt still contributes. He's not a yeah. He's not a sort of non-playing captain. Um, he still contributes and does very well. Yeah, which is important, and you know whether it's on and off the field, and then and I'm sure that you know having a second team captain that has played all those games uh, in the Lancashire League will help with the not just the selection, but the the discussions that go on with with you, Duke. Is that is is that about right? What what's your thoughts on the way the second team's gone this year and Matt's carrying on and uh, and the standard that they're at now? Big question, that Jess. Yeah. Well. Um. I think where they're at generally, I think he's, he's, they're in a really healthy spot. And if you look at the way that our second 11 uh, sort of lines up against other clubs, you know, you look the vast majority of our second 11 are young lads who would hopefully play in the first team at some point. Not all of the clubs go down that route. Um, you know, even yesterday against Enfield, you look down that 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 side all right, we lost yesterday, but they haven't got many potential first team cricketers in their in their second eleven and a lot of other clubs are in that position. I'm not slagging anybody off. That's just the way that you know some clubs are made up. We are picking our second team very much with an eye on on future first team players. And if we can be semi successful with a young team, then I think that's better potentially than mopping up trophies with with an old team full of lads who are, who are never going to play any higher. Um, you know, not everybody might not agree with that, but I, I just think that that's, that's the right direction to go in as a club, use the second team to for younger lads who will eventually play in the first team and use it as their development tool. That's what it was like when I was playing. It's still like that now. Yeah, and that, and that is... Uh, it's a great model, that, I think, Dooch, and he, he, it's good and he, he brings success in in futures but the the here and now does is that any different matt is that do you agree with you there or you know is it important that the second team win and and don't get don't get relegated you know i i hear what you say there about you you've been in that top league now for two seasons i'd forgot about that but you don't want to be losing every week do you just because you're bringing youngsters on no absolutely not and we're not doing it for 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 the reason we're not leaving for 35-year-old lads out who still want to play cricket to pick these 16, 15, 16, 17-year-olds who aren't good enough. I think it's, yeah. it's the way that we've we've gone as a club and and, and that's why uh, we've had a fairly successful period um, on the field. And every time I give the team sheet to, to the umpires, the first comment is, bloody hell, you've a lot under 17, haven't you? Because there's five or six. But it's not yeah. we're not picking them because, because they're 16. We're picking them because they're good enough, um, and no, we don't want to. We don't want to get them again. They're absolutely not because the, the difference between the first and second division it, it is massive. It's 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 totally talk the chalk and cheese. But as I said to them yesterday, when when I was when we had the chat in the dressing room afterwards, they said it's no, it's not all about the second team winning leagues and cups. But if we do win leagues or cups, or we do come in the top three or four, then it's only going to benefit the first team and are going to benefit the individuals because they're playing good cricket, they're winning, everybody likes to win. Winning is a great habit, but we're doing it with the age group of kids that we've got and it's because they're good enough and and, and that's the top and bottom of it. If we were leaving, obviously, the, as I said to him yesterday, there's probably only me and Phil Agate in the seconds who have no, no more aspirations to play in the first team. All other nine of them should want to play in first team cricket. 
And as Joe rightly said, yeah, we got we got beat comfortably 40 odd runs yesterday. But there wasn't many of them that will have aspirations, never mind will will do that you know what I mean, of that age. I, I, I don't think they had one under-17-year-old yesterday, um, which is like, which is fine, which is fine. But for us, there's nothing better than seeing George Durkin make his 20, T20 debut on, on Friday and, yeah. and, and the other one, Sharp, Sharpie last year, Henry, Tom. Um, that's what I think we do it for. But the top and bottom of it is we're doing it and they're good enough. You know what I mean? We, we're not just picking them because they're 16 over a lad who's 30 who's a better player than him. They are the best eleven that we have after the first team. And that, yeah. that, 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 that's credit to all the work that goes on with the likes of the APP and Joe Martin and Stan and everything else that's gone on in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, so it's almost an ideal position where, you know, the first team's strong and it's got competition. You, you, you know, you've talked and you will, you know, we, we all know about two, three or four young lads who are going to come through or in that squad <coughs> of maybe 18 players in the first team. Um and that's fantastic to see. So let you know, let's keep pushing them and and get to a stage where they can get in the first team, and then younger players, you know, come and replace replace them. What yeah. um, you currently like? You're sixth in the league. You've won four yeah. out of your seven games. Um, I think I've you know made some notes earlier. You lost at Rami in the first first game. Hammy got uh, Hammy. That's a cross between Haggers and Simme. So Hame got hundred and twenty-four between them. Did Hame? Haggers uh, got eighty-three of them, and Simme got forty-one. Uh, then you've won at Norden. Finchie's ninety-two, which you know goes goes without saying the class of Finchie, and we'll come on to that in a minute. You've lost at Hase. You've won at Crompton again. Simme's got forty odd. Young Metcalf's got. I think did he get fifty in that game at Hase? Which is great to see. And as you say, Henry's in the first team, you know, and depending on injuries and everything else, these players are coming through into the first <clears> team. <throat> Can I just come on to the point, Matt, of the, I meant to uh, try and work it out today, the games where the young lads are, are being involved and, you know, you're all bringing them through. But on one game, there was you, Finchie and Blaise in a second team game. How... I'm, I'm, I'm surprised Adam's not done it, but there can't be many other sectors that have turned out with three players who've got as many runs and as many wickets between you three. How did that go down and how did it feel and how were they with the youngsters? Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Finchie has been, he's played in, in seconds on and off for maybe two, three years. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's always been great. Uh, and Blaise was, was brilliant. Talked in the dressing room afterwards. Uh, Made some really, really valid points, trying to bring a bit of the the, the first team feel to it, uh, with the like, intensity and, and things like that, and and really, really helpful. And I'll just the biggest thing that was uh, which proved that we played on um, Saturday in the cup at Richmond with, uh, with 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 us three playing, um, and we only had one umpire, so uh-huh. you had to take it. In, so you so you the batting side had to take it in turns and. Never once did Finchie or, well, in fact, they both volunteered. But Alden next five, uh, so they're out there as they were walking through. They were talking to the batters. Um, yeah, Blaise was there, almost slowing the game down. Blaise, because like, he was speaking to them in the middle of the pitch, and then he goes, then he goes standing square leg, and then Finchie was doing over ten to five, like left, so the from ten, and we were getting quite close. We were in four, 
four and a half and over for the last ten overs. With plenty of wickets in hand, and we've got Tommy Robinson, the sharpie batting, and done really, really well. Um, so then George Durkin was supposed to go and do the last five, so he's still at the bottom. He goes on the pitch with five overs to go and he says, "No, I'll do it." He said, "I, I, I want to stay here and talk to these two, and when the winning game with two overs to spare." <clears throat> so things oh, yeah. like that is is like invaluable, and you you, you could see the lads. Uh, and I went out and umpired, and, and we're talking. You, you, you could see them just get a bit taller, get a bit bigger, get a bit. You know what I mean? Just have, have more confidence in, in what they were doing, and they were, and they were doing it right. Uh, there was nothing earth-shattering said by any of us three. It was just that reassurance that they're there, and uh, and they know that, that they're doing right, and just to carry on doing doing what they've done. So no, it's it's, it's really yeah. fun. it's good. It's fantastic, you know, to have that wealth of experience, you know, within the um, within the ranks, and and you've you know you've got through that that game, so it's a quarter final tie for the seconds as well, I believe, yeah. and that's uh, an away game at Haslingden, yeah, of course it is. So yeah. that's something to treasure, you know, get over there and get a good result and get a semi final place. That uh, would obviously yeah, do the, the morale world of good. World of good, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So you know, let's hope that everything carries on the way it is, and we don't have lockdowns or, or or other extractions, and we can keep that momentum going with the second team, which obviously feeds the first team. Joe Martin is a you know we we talked about a couple of games there. We don't want to dissect them all inside out. You mentioned earlier a few points about Matt and his bowling. What's what's your observation around that? Well, actually, did he still contribute? Um... And you know, I don't think, as as he said, I don't think it gets any. You get off. I don't know. This is this is. I mean, this is demoralising, isn't it, Christ, man? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. But, but the fact that he's still taking wickets and he's still, you know, not going for many runs and you know, leading from the front, you know, makes a big difference to young, you know, young. I think it shows that um, somebody back in. And I think the other thing as well to give. Matt credit for is I think this is the first and I don't know if Duke feels the same way as you know the person in charge of selection but I don't know whether it's um, but I think this is potentially one of the first years where there is still competition for place in the first typically we would have a squad of 11 or 12 from they're doing really you, well this you, year. Can, you, you can Joe and there's two things to that and to go back on to what we said earlier is A they're good enough and B they're a year older you know what I mean? Uh, and, and I even put the likes of Simmy, Charlie Bithell, Tom Olstead in there, or at there, three or four years older than than the crop of Henry and Dirks and Sharpie and all that, that all that kind of people. But they're, they're they're another year older, so they're learning the game and taking more responsibility for for themselves. Um, yeah, it, it's the first, it is probably the first time since I've been been involved in it that people are getting picked for the first team from the seconds. Because of performances and going in and batting in the position in the position that Henry Cotton's done in the first six, seven, eight, nine games, and not being picked and played as a fielder who's going to bat at eleven. Mm-hmm. Yet there are still going to be times where that happens, Joe. But there's now people. There's still no one I would say hammering the door down, but there's a few knocking quite hard at the moment, and that's only going to be good for for the for the, for the club in its whole. It means the second team are stronger and win more games. And it means the first team have got to perform, or else someone will get the spot. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the. I think that's the right point, man. Yeah. Um, it's great to see people being picked because they're performing well, not because others 
aren't performing, you know, I think you or, know, aren't, that's, or aren't, uh, aren't available. Or yeah, aren't exactly. Available. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a fantastic way that, where the clubs are. Yeah, and, and like I said, there are going to be times where someone comes in from the second team, a batter or bowler, and isn't going to go and bat in the top six or bowl second second change because they've still got the learning process to go through, you know what I mean? And yeah. and they've still got to earn, earn that right. But I'm hoping now that if there is an opportunity where someone doesn't play at weekend and one of the lads take the chance, then they go, look at Henry, they stay in. Mm-hmm. It's not a case of all, oh, you've done well, but thanks, so-and-so's back, regardless of what you do, there's an opportunity there. And if they take the, take the chance, then, then they're going to stay in. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so no, it is. It's, uh, it's good. It's good. And I must say, no, as, I said it, as I said yesterday in, in the dressing room, apart from me and Haggers, and I got a dirty look off Haggers for saying the last place was playing first team, but genuinely all of the nine of them that is what they want to do um whether all nine of them do or play for 15 years i don't know but every single one of them is playing in that second team doing the best they can because they want to play for team cricket and that, that that that's that's the best part of it yeah and that's got to be that's got got to board well for the next decade and you know not even counting the ones that are coming through behind them uh, no, oh, that's brilliant, Matt. Thank, thanks very much for... When Joe Martin started then, I thought we were talking about how well you were playing. I thought you were going to push you into first team then. Hey, um, there's always an option, Jez. There's always that option, yeah. First slip next to you. Yeah, but if, even if they were 300 for none off 20 over, Joe, I won't be able to move from first slip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Matt said there's, there's no one battering the door down, there's a few knocking on it. And Matt's just tapping it with his toe. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm walking away from it. Absolutely. <laughs> You're walking Absolutely. away from yeah. that door. Do anything, anything to to just chat through with the seconds before we let Matt uh, Matt's off out for a run before uh, before bedtime. So uh, <laughs> he, he has to leave us in the next five minutes. Do anything you want to uh, to mention before he goes? Uh, not really. They're doing very well. Um, yeah, they've lost a couple of games, but that's that's to be expected. I thought they were unlucky yesterday against Enfield. A few just a few things just didn't go our way. Um, but you know they've, they've, they do, they're doing very well. You look at the stats. The, like Matt says it's very pleasing to see some of the young lads coming and getting the first team, but it's also very pleasing to see the likes of Deck Metcalf, who's had limited opportunities, to come in and do very well in the seconds. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's all rosy. Me personally. Brilliant, thanks for that, Dooch. Um, Matt, we've there's nothing else unless you want to uh, come into us and, and talk us through anything else that's going on. Any characters in that second team? Oh yeah, there's yeah, there's a few characters, yeah. Um the the the, the fine committee's getting uh, getting more uh, a lot a lot a lot stricter. You can't do anything. Um getting fined. Tom Olstead's still still there and he's still as as daft as a brush and Dirks is pushing him really, really hard to be after his team. But no, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It is. It, 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 no, it is. It's, it's, it's a really, really good mix. They all get on. A lot of them have played junior cricket together, which is good. Um, and, and obviously with myself and Aggers and Finchie and Blaise, if, if and when they play, um, it, it is. It's, it's, it's a really good blend. You know, it's really enjoying it. And, and just to reiterate what Joe said there, there's, Deck Metcalf and he's come in and got best part of 100 runs in three games and not been out yet. 
Um, Joe Edgar's come in and certainly never looked out of place or, or let, let himself down. He's another one that I'm sure has got a decent future. And there's a few other ones behind that. We picked Elliot, or Elliot Johnson and Oliver Williams in the squad. But this Sunday just gone. Oh, they, they, they didn't make the final 11. But that's the kind of depth and uh, the, what we've got of these 16, 17-year-olds all waiting and performing in the thirds and fourths that can come in the seconds and take the chance. Brilliant. It, it, it all, you know, it, as I've said, it all bodes well and to keep those people and keep them interested and keep them practising hard and, and having a good time wanting to play and also wanting to play in the first team. So, Matt, thanks ever so much for well, coming well, on well. and giving us that, uh, that update. You know, we don't want to get you on uh, every other week or so. We just talk generally, but I appreciate you coming on maybe halfway through the season. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whenever. Yeah, no problem. Good lad. Yeah. Now just just for the listeners, Matt's just got his running shorts on now. He's got his life yeah. top on, so he's off out to have a quick trot round Rose Grove. So is anyone about uh meeting yeah. when it ends? Yeah, just just, just pat me on and I'll wave at you. No problem. Brilliant. Thanks, Matt. Speak to you soon. Bit of it. Bye bye. Well Matt's uh disappeared from us there. Is my volume all right? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the um, the games in, in reverse order, really. Let's just talk about this weekend. Great results against Burnley and a good victory on Saturday and then the game yesterday. So, Joe, Joe Martin, can you just talk us through the, the build-up to the game, how you felt after the Sunday? And, um, really, you know, we can't hide from the fact what went wrong and how we got beat by Todd yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I could talk about the Sunday game first, um, which has left me dejected, to say the least. Um, but, uh, you know, their pro battered extremely well. Um, some things quite go our way. You know, that that happens and they ended up getting quite a big score. But, you know, we weren't we weren't that far away, actually. Um, you know, um, one of their players got 70-odd and the pro got 120 and we had four or four players who got 30. So it's just one of those players going on and getting 70 or 80 not out and the game. Really. Um, so it, whilst we were really disappointed, it's also good knowing that we're not we're not we're not far away from from winning that. Even chasing a massive score, you know, to chase that. Um, so yeah, um, we dis- we were disappointed, but um, yeah, it was. We we had chats that we've mentioned earlier, and I think Paul Stanley he don't talk a lot of sense most of the time, but. I think yesterday he summed it up a little bit. They just maybe were 5% better batting, bowling and fielding and, and had that look, which, you know, sometimes you've got, just got to accept that, that that happens. Their pro's got a good score. Um, but that happens, really. I, I think it's fair to say, Dooch, you were over the seconds, weren't you, as we mentioned earlier? So yeah, yeah. You didn't, I didn't, you didn't see yesterday. Yeah, you didn't see what went on. But I think that's, there's no qualms about the defeat at all. They, you know, they deserved it. But we move on, you know, we move on from that. Is it what I'd like to mention now and see what, uh, if any of the listeners have any comments about this, if they want to tweet or, or whatever else they can do. Um, this league is not going to be won by a team only losing two games. It's it's going to be, um, you know, good old long season. There's going to be no one finishes uh, at the bottom, having only won a couple of games, do you agree with that, Joe Martin? That it's so strong this year that that's going to uh, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's extremely competitive. I think, and if you look at all the teams, anybody can beat sort of anybody. I know it's horrendous, but the results show that already. That you would expect to, you know, some of the games we'd expect teams to win, they haven't done. 
teams have pulled results out of the bag. So it's really competitive and be interesting. It's been really interesting yeah, to the, see early on. Yeah, the you know there has been some you know real interesting results when you look at a tip league table and you know bottom beats top. And, you know the weekend before last, I think it was that that were happening regularly. But then when you look when you boil it down, you look at the sides who were in the bottom. You know they're no dummies. They are that you know that's going to happen. And we won't talk about previous years when there were some people, some clubs. That, so um, so yeah, we, you know we just. Uh, we just got to keep battling away and, you know, keep performing the way we have and we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll have top three or four places uh, if, if everyone keeps working the way they do. So let's Jez, go on. Jez, just before let's you move on, on just about where we're going to finish in the league, I sat with you at uh, Middleton when we played at Middleton and it was getting into the darcy end of the run chase and uh, Joe was he had his batting gear on, ready to go in, which ultimately never happened. Uh, but he looked a bit, he looked a bit worried, and I said, "What's up? Are you nervous?" He went, "I just don't want us to get relegated." That was the fifth game of the season. That fifth game of the season, and Joe Martin was worried about us getting relegated. Yeah, and Joe, and and to add to that, dude, Joe Martin's what what are you know, twenty six, twenty eight, twenty eight. So honestly, Joe Martin, as you get older. You get more pessimistic and more panicky about things and, and more worried about stuff. You've got to get rid of that. You've yes, got I to can't, stop being so pessimistic. I can't cope. It's, I can't watch. I'm going to be it's useless positive. on this podcast in the next few I have nothing to say because I'll just be led in the changing room with my atom. Yeah, not wanting to move. I'm, I'm sure things will be all right. But if it gets to that sort of stage, we'll have to battle a relegation battle. Then, then we'll have to battle oh, it. Oh, don't say that, Jim. But before we, we continue with the league games, let's have a little bit of a break and talk about the game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Um, Excellent. Which, you know, I got down there really quite early and, and was watching it all, expecting a good game. I was, I thought there'd be more people on at the early stages, more spectators, but it did fill up as it went yeah, it to the game. Busy later time. on, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There were probably 300 people, maybe three or 400. Uh, there were 300 people that were on. Um but what a start Burnley had. You know, how, how, crikey, that, do, does it still send shockwaves through the dressing rooms like it used to when we played, when we're losing a couple of wickets in the first five overs and we're next to nothing for two, Joe? Uh, certainly does for me, but I'm not sure about anybody I'm Not sure about anybody else. Right, uh, so that, yeah. The thing, we are a genuinely good batting team. You know, we got, I know, I know we're talking about Saturday, but, you know, we got 210 without anybody getting over 37, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we bat really low down. So you've got you've got Charlie for five and Dean at six, eight and Paddy at seven. Yeah. I don't know why I went in. Um but you know, then you've got Henry Henry who came in yesterday, you got twenty odd and battered fantastic. Yeah. So uh no, I don't think and and on Saturday Charlie and the Pro battered fantastically mm. well. Yeah. Um really outstanding a great partnership that set the that set the game up, um, mm. really. Because after initially what we thought was probably a one eighty, one 190 wicket. Um, we sort of revised that. I yeah. actually thought 170 would be a good would be a good score. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting just thinking about that. The dynamics of that, Dooch. When you you know following the 2004 season and the success that you had as captain as a player over that you know next half a decade or so, um, did. Did the team still have a panic mentality when we lost a few wickets? The only reason I'm putting you on the spot and asking you, because they certainly did when I played, even when we were doing quite well. If Stan were out, or Phil Aston was out, or the pro was out, that was it. We were discussing whether we're having pizza or a kebab for supper. You know, the game's gone. We, we're just moving on. How was it when 
in that era in the late, you know, 2010, dude. You've asked some real heavy questions today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I want to say no. But obviously, there must have been a point in time when that changed because obviously, I, I started playing with the Steam in 2000. You know, we were much better then than, you know, going back a lot earlier than that. Um, but we must have, we must, there obviously are games when you do panic. And if you do lose, if you're the pros out and Blaze is out, and, you know, you, you, you're obviously a lot less confident and comfortable than you are if those, those guys are still in. Yeah. But we've definitely got better as a club not just in this current team, but going back probably 10 years. We, we, you know, we've probably had a bit more of a spine, uh, maybe, than than the teams that you referred to there. Maybe we, we had yeah. a, a little bit more depth in yeah. terms of ability or people who can come in a little bit lower down and, and have an effect on the game. Um, I'm just thinking back to, you know, 2005, and I, I hate to on about it all the time, but you did bring it up, so I don't feel too bad. Um, we did, we did pull some games out of the fire that year where we were, where we were four and five down early. So, yeah, I think, I think those dark days that you refer to, thankfully, are, are well in the past, and I, I think that you know Saturday was a case in point, and Joe mentioned the partnership between Charlie and the Pro. I mean, it's so crucial that I mean, if you look at the scorecard. And watched, and as we were watching the game, if we'd have lost another one at eighteen for three, yeah. and we'd have been twenty for four, and then Dean's coming in at twenty for four with thirty-five overs to go, that's a whole different kettle of fish. So, so Charlie's Charlie and the pros partnership um, was what was it? Let's have a look. Seventy-four worth double, I'd say. Hundred percent worth double. Hundred percent. Totally sets the innings up, yeah. and all right. You know, there were some people around me who were saying perhaps we weren't scoring quickly enough, but but that just gave us a platform to to, to go on and do what we were able to do in the last ten overs of the game and ultimately win the game comfortably. I I, I have that down as the crucial um, part of the game. Yeah, with hundred hundred percent without a doubt in the, the way that they played, and I would also say you know and the. The fact that you know they've used 186 balls there between them um, and put on that partnership, but it, it, it quite Burnley down. Mm. They went into a shell to a certain degree, as much mm. as Burnley do. They're a fantastic side, and you know they are vocal and very you know enthusiastic about it. But they went into the shells a little bit, and I I genuinely again I, I, I don't know why I keep going back to the older days of, you know, not doom and gloom like Joe Martin, oh, what was this old shoe and that. But you think, yeah, you know, and, and Dean got a great 30 again and Paddy got a good 12. And Joe, Joe Hawkes got that invaluable run to push it up towards the 175 mark. But I think when it got 200 there, the pro and Charlie, you know, would have battered for another five overs. They were both ready to go. Mm. They were both in a position they'd seen it. You know, when Charlie Cotton ever battered, 91 balls and got 30, he's ready to go. And it, I think it's worth mentioning, Joe Martin, what, you know, you haven't played as much as, as me and Dooch, you've played a lot more in the modern game. Have you ever seen a wicket fall like the pro was out to? In, no, in a, what a catch. Honestly, yeah. what a what a great catch that is. But I think yeah. it's, it's a bit geeky, I think, of this, but it's actually the full, I don't think quite appreciate how good that catch was by Bert because he had to anticipate Everything to to be able to get in a position to to catch it. Genuinely, one of the best catches I've seen. That is my point, Joe. Is the mm. anticipation. You know that that shot. You will watch it in 
you know, T20 games at county level and an international level. And it flies, it goes because of the mm. pace of the ball. It's generally one bounce, if if not six. And once you've got that, the angle of the bat right, and it's disappearing over the, the stumper's head, to, to anticipate it, it was a fantastic catch and there's yeah. lots of luck involved in it. But the way that, you know, it just went into his glove, you know, mm. I, I thought it was absolutely outstanding. Um, and I don't think the pro could have done anything more. And I also think with Charlie, I think Charlie was ready to go. I think thinking, yeah. right, we've got a batting line up here. Um, and, you know, and all credit, you know, to the Burnley lads, to Bedford and the wicketkeeping again. He fired it down the leg side and Charlie's, Charlie's been stumped. So I think we've lost 20 or 30 runs there. It's uh, quite funny, Jez. Um, Charlie was fined for a 50, 50 for not getting 50. And his, and his, de- <laughs> his defence, and his defence was... The rate I was going at, I don't think I had enough overs left. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is not like a, a, oh. you know, a Charlie Cotton minute, is it? <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Uh, yeah, no, he, I personally think Bert's. Well, I think he's second best, but that, that's another side. Let, let's just move on. We can't be praising over. We, oh, you know, we we've been through nice this before. Guy, I know he's a very nice guy, but. I want to come back to uh, somebody we mentioned briefly there, uh, Jork. Yeah. What a him. what a season he's having. He looks yeah. back to his absolute best yeah. uh, with bat and ball. He's yeah. bowling as in the games that I've watched has been absolutely bang on, and he's scored yeah. some very very valuable runs for us down there, down the bottom of the order. I think yeah. uh, if we were giving a a player of the season out now at the end of yeah. May, he'd be he'd be getting my vote with, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. It's been fantastic. Yeah, it, it does, and it seems a different. You know, he, he's he's always been a badly done to Antic. You know, he's always always me, and he still has that. He still bowls those absolute corkers that that pitch on leg stump, just move enough to go over the top of off stump, but miss the outside edge. He still does it, but now they, they are getting nicks on him, and he's showing what a batter he is. When he was a young kid, you know, he was a proper all rounder, and then he lost that. Completely, I think it may be after when he came back from proing, but yes, no, I agree with you, Duke. He's really back to his best. So, at half time, you took it into your tea, uh, Joe. Your thoughts then was it enough? Were you comfortable? Yeah, we were, we were extremely confident, extremely yeah. confident. Um, we thought that probably got than what we thought was chase of actually. Yeah, so okay, we thought it was probably going to be tight, but yeah. Um, we were really confident, and we and it was a great again, Hawkey and Tom Walker. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Well, six out. Yeah. And that's good to hear that, Joe, that you are in that, you know, because it goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, Phil or Stan or, you know, Iggy were out earlier for us. That were it. We were just game over. You lads, you've got that confidence. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You're not arrogant. You're not over the top with it. You just believe, which is, you know, probably 10% of the game. Um, they've got some great batters there. Yeah. And 170, you know, we all know how hockey can bat. Bat all the way through for you know sixty and and lose three overs to go, um, but you know that that's you know that that's the way things go. So Orky and Tom Walker have all fantastically well yeah. for the first um, the, the first spell. Was Orky seems to have a little bit of extra pace going on, especially from that park end, which he's not you know he's, he's not a big fan on. He, he seems to be coming through a little bit quicker. Than... Uh, yeah, poten- potentially, but I think. He bowls, so I think he bowls from the park end now more than from the yeah. clubhouse car park end. Um, that people get enticed in the car park, um, you know, a big booming out that nobody's yeah. well, well, I was, yeah. 
But um, <laughs> but so I think that it, that end really suits him. He bowled, he bowled, he's bowled well all week. Yeah, um, it yeah, was yeah. Uh, it was brilliant. And Ian came on and bowled and bowled extremely well as well. So yeah, it was a good day. But, so they've got to, you know, I think where they're in a position where we've got a chance of, of winning this really is probably 50, 58, you know, late fees for four, hockey's still in, you know, there's still some good batters there, but mm. then we get quite a few wickets going through there. Was that game over once we've taken that middle order out to a sharper pickle? Um, I think if you've got hockey there, I think they've always got a chance. He can bat yeah. the whole inning, he's 70 yeah. or not yeah. out, can't he, with the game? Um, and they and they also bat right down to down down to number eleven as well. Uh, but but we were also building a lot of pressure, so they weren't. It wasn't like they were four or five down and scoring at four and five and over. Yeah, going at one and left. Yeah. Um. So I I was growing in confidence. Remarkable. Even you were. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So a great win. Yeah. And and I'm sure you were. You know, you all enjoyed the victory. And we move on, and we've got Clitheroe in the quarterfinal at home on the, I think, 19th of June, is it? Yeah. yeah. So let's all look forward to uh, to that game. Do yeah. anything else around the cup before we move on to yeah, the two league games? Just a couple of quick questions for Joe about the sub pro. Yeah. Ian Holland, um, what's he like as a bloke? Seems seems a good lad from the distance. Yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Great, yeah. great chat. Yeah, and can nice. you can you recall any other sub pros called Ian? <laughs> yeah, well, bald Ian, <laughs> Ian Daniel. Yeah, um, I don't think I was playing, but it was it was a, a Sri Lankan, wasn't he? And he against Bay Cup or something like that. I think it would have been two thousand and uh, yeah. I just remember. Well, bald Ian. I think he got a. I think he got a first baller, didn't he? Uh, he, got he, a du- he got a duck and none for against Bake Up and yeah. uh, in the change room after said how much he'd enjoyed playing with us and how, how he'd like <laughs> to, to uh, how again. he'd like to come back if we ever needed him and he'd got a duck and, and no wickets yeah. now we'll but, call you Ian thanks yeah we'll, we'll let you know um, but uh, you know I think whilst Steve's been injured we've done reasonably well I think with um, sub pros it's not easy to get to get sub pros at any so um, we've got some pros that have really fitted into the team well and and have contributed. You know they've they've won certainly, but yeah. they have contributed two wins as opposed to being you know hundred not out and six wicket. Yeah, talk about oh here he's back. So back. This has been such a bizarre episode. <laughs> Jez. Yeah, I'm back. I, I just said to Dooch. When was the last time anybody was on mute? Um, you're, you're a Catholic, aren't you, George? Do you get in trouble for blaspheming at all? No, you've been you've been very blasphemous on this call. Yeah, I know. I'm lots of, Je- lots of Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, I speak to him a lot. So we've um, we talked through that. I'm sure there's some technical issues going to come through for the listeners and understand that it's not as easy as it's been this uh, this episode for some reason. Uh, I don't know if it's my new Wi-Fi or, or what's been going on, but whilst you're talking about blaspheming, Dooch, I got a little story yesterday. That I'd like to relay to you. Go for it. Joe, Martin and I have numerous circuits around the ground and this lady, a lovely lady who knows Joe very well, is chatting to him <laughs> every time we go past. And right out of the blue, I think third circuit, she said, Joe, I'm really sorry about what I said, you know, a few weeks ago. I'm really, um, I just can't believe that Father Brain is not really your dad. <laughs> So I obviously prick my ears up and just sit back and, and Joel gets all embarrassed. Well, 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 
and there's a few other people there. And the story is that this lady who's known Joe since being the height of a grasshopper and knows Susan has thought that uh, that Father Brian was Joe's father. Not knew he was a man of the cloth, but didn't realise he yeah. was a priest of the Catholic persuasion and he couldn't have really have been Joe's father. So it did tickle me a little bit, that. That is funny, yeah. Very funny. She actually, um, she had a full conversation with Father Brian. Enzo's. I mean, you could see it, couldn't you? You could see Joe belonging to Father Brian. They've got there's quite a lot of similarities there. Well, we did compare them on one of our yeah. services. We chatted to Father Brian about it, and he got as embarrassed as Joe did. Yeah. Well, actually, Jez, there were a lot of comparisons between me and other people yesterday, weren't there? There was, yeah. There were, that was another one. Me, me and Joe were walking along, and the shape of our legs, we got. Wondering if if I was Joe's uh, older brother or was it dad? Granddad. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Right, let's move on. We've done the Burnley game, I think. Yeah, T20. When, you know, uh, thanks, uh, Dooch, for, for rescuing me there around uh, my technical problems. And the pro does look a great lad and he's obviously tries extremely hard and contributes to the uh, to the team. So Greenmount away the weekend before, Joe Martin, just talk us through that game. That, um, I didn't watch any of it, I know Dooch watched it, so you talk us through first, yeah, Joe Martin, know. then we'll go to Dooch. I didn't know. Um, we haven't discussed it yet, we can't just discuss games we win. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a strange old game, uh, battered on a really on a really good wicket, had a lot of bounce on it. And do you know what? They bowled, they bowled really well. They bowled really well. Um, I think we were missing a couple of, missing Francois, and, um, but that doesn't matter. We've still got a great team, um, no regardless who's available. Um, but they just, they bowled us out. Uh, and it, it's one of those games that they bowled really well, took all the chances. Um, I don't know, I can't, it was a great wicket and oh. bombed out. Yeah, those, those, those things happen. And as we've said, the, uh, you know, if they bowled extremely well, they're used to the pitch, you know, and we've not played there much. We've not much history about it. It happens, you know, just like the Todd game. Those, you know, they're good signs. There are a lot of good players in these. Yeah. Dooch, were you there from the start and, and, and watch? You know, I think we didn't lose a wicket early on. But did, what were your thoughts about the, the pitch and the way it started, the game started? I didn't actually go. I forgot about this one. All right, OK. I said I watched them all except for uh, last week, but I didn't watch. I didn't watch Greenmount either. I didn't go. I was there, Jess. Yeah, I mean the thing is, Dooch, if you'd have been a proper co-host there, you'd have just blagged it. Well, I don't. I don't mind lying to everybody else, but I didn't want to lie to you. Oh. <laughs> right, well, that, so if you want to ask me again, and I'll lie, but I don't mind. No, we can. We can. I think we can. We can fly through. It, well, it wasn't a great day in the office. One hundred and four all angels. And again, but saying that, you know, we're still battered the 39th over, which is a, the you know the ethos that Dean Barlow and and Toxie and, and obviously Joe Martin have mentioned that Ben is trying to push people now. We bat, you know, we bat deep. We stay in the game for as long as we can, and obviously you've you, you've tried as you know as, as best as you could against you know a good bowling attack, but they've knocked them off in no time. Um, what's their pro like, Joe? The um, what's it called? Clifton Hughes. Chesney. Chesney Hughes, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's a good player. Good player. Yeah. Very good. It was one of those days, Jez, where nothing went right. Hey, ho, we go again. Yeah, you move on. You move on from it. And then I think we've one more game to go through. Is that right? T20. The T20, yeah. Talk us through that, uh, Joe. 
Well, so we're at Great Harwood. Uh, yeah. We uh, batted first, got off to a, a pretty good start. Uh, and our sub pro batted extremely well, got 60 odd. Uh, really, he uh, batted extremely well. Um, and then when we came out to bowl, uh, again, we, we were really disciplined. We bowled well. Uh, we didn't really give them any. We didn't really give them anything to hit. Uh, and a good. It was just a good game. Lots of youngsters playing in that game as well. So it was a really good, really good performance. I think we got Church away this week. Yeah. Friday. So yeah, it was good. Really good. Really good by everybody. It's it's good to see that adding to that. I don't know if Joe Mark, Joe Duke went or not. Whether forgot or did. Did I did? No, I went to that one. But uh, you look at the pro there, Duke. Seven sixes out of his. Uh, is 67. Comprehensive win, in your view? Uh, yeah, they actually got quite close in the end, Great Harwood. Um, not, it was never really in the balance, but they, they were a million miles away and the pro got a duck. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it could it could have been a, it could have been a, a lot closer that game. Um, but no, I thought we we bowled, we bowled particularly well. And like you said earlier, the pro with the bat was... Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And it's, like I said, you know, we, we don't historically do very well in that tournament. Uh, but it would be good to see, as much as Joe Martin don't like it, it would be good to see us have a good run there and you know maybe have a bit of a finals day or or get close to that. Just for the, you know, if it's for the spectators and for the club and you know the, the type of game that it is. Um, I think it's worth mentioning now, Joe Martin, that we are looking at recording for the. We can't guarantee it yet, but we're looking the game where we play East Lanks at home on. Uh, I think it's the 10th of June. We are looking at live streaming that game with commentary from guest commentators. So watch this space, Housecast listeners. And, wa- and watch that space. And watch that space as well. So I've got a question. Go on. I mean, the, the, Lorehouse, the, the DJ that Lorehouse employ for uh, for those games, you know, he's... Quite a quite an attraction, and a lot of people come to listen to his music. How how will you, the commentary go on if there's music blaring out? I think I think we could manage it. I mean, he's, he's very professional, the DJ. We'd have to obviously have a strategy before him and work out exactly what how many seconds he's allowed to play between wickets. But that's part of the entertainment. It's not about the DJ or the commentary; it's about the spectators and the entertainment that's out there. So we, I think, we'll manage it. Um, we're, we're shipping in, um, a, you know, one of the best commentators I've ever heard. Um, go for it, Gav. He's going to, going to, he's going to um, be the chief commentator with regards, you know, running the the the, the names through and uh, and talking the spectators through. We just hope we can get the video link live and, and it all works okay. So watch this space for. Uh, I don't think Dooch. Um, I don't think Dooch will appreciate me saying this, actually, but um, I don't think we give enough credit to our DJ. Who we would, you know, you could argue right, that he is, you know, semi-professional because if you, the way I think about it is, if you're a professional DJ, you get paid for it, and you have big live events. If you're an amateur one, I don't know, you just do it in your. But he does it for free to, you know, like a thousand people in open air, like Burnley's David Getter. Yeah. Yeah, has he, has he got a few different names when he plays in different places? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what he's like when he goes to Ibiza. Ibiza. <laughs> we'll cut that out. But anyway, so let's look forward to that. We're doing all we can to bring the live stream with commentary, with guest commentators to the the Low House game on, on June the 10th. 
I'm led to believe, I don't know where this technology comes from, but I'm led to believe it can be recorded and can be played back. So if there is any special moments, we can uh, we can recall them. So that's for the benefit of the spectators. Um, is there anything else from you two before we, uh, we wrap up? Nothing from me, Jeremy. Fantastic, thank you. Dooch? Very quickly, quirk of the fixtures um, when the when we play Clitheroe uh, in the Worsley Cup, we now play them Friday night in the T Twenty, Saturday in the League, Sunday in the Worsley Cup. Three consecutive days, the same club. I wonder if really? that's ever happened before. Really? Really. Mm. Home on Friday night in the T Twenty, away in the League, home in the Cup on Sunday. Okay, that's. Um, I'm just. I, I'm, I, I can't remember it happening before, Dooch, but I'm just wondering, does it benefit anyone? Is there going to be some thinking caps going on out there for some tactical different moves for each game? It's interesting. It's a good, it's a good discussion point. Um, so I don't think the T20 has much of a, of a, of a place. And the, our side will definitely be different for the T20. We, yeah. We'll have we'll have a different side out on Friday night than we will for Saturday and Sunday, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but there's certainly something about the momentum in both games. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. And, and, you know, if you're in form and you're getting runs against a particular bowler, you, you're going to likely fancy yourself getting runs the next game or, you know, vice versa, so I'm getting someone out. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I'll have to have a look at that as we get nearer. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to Matt o for coming on and talking through the the second eleven, which is so good to see these young people, the young kids coming through and, and the banter that they'll be having. They'll be making so many memories in those pressing rooms. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Joe Martin. Thanks Joe Beneducci for coming on and sorting this podcast out. You know we still enjoy doing it. We love it. If anyone's got any suggestions or any ideas of you know adding extra bits in or new guests, then. Uh, then give us a shout. Thanks everyone for listening and goodbye. Gordon, Gordon, send more house to save the house.